What's up, everybody? This is Antrell Roll, and you're now listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Check Fresh is our turn, baby. Welcome once again to Lemon City Live. Lemon City Live, of course, is brought to you by Magic City Highlight. Magic City's 2020 season started May 1st and will run through the end of November. For now, the court will stay closed to the public, uh, but you'll be able to watch all the games in real time on YouTube, on the Highlight channel. If you need a sports fix, we highly recommend that you check it out. The Highlight channel has a ton of other original content to help you understand the game. And get you more familiar with the players in the league, just go to youtube.com slash highlight channel, spelled J-A-I-A-L-A-I channel. It's free to subscribe, and you'll never miss a moment of the action. Let me get to the highlight over here. Oh, man, I got to get my hat. Uh, (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Lemon City Live podcast, another quarantine edition. Another one. Another another one. one. There you go. Of your your favorite... uh, your favorite podcasters here. And today uh, we are joined. Well, this is, again, this is episode 216. Uh, right, Gus? Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on. I, I, <laughs> I closed the window and I lost you guys. Where did everybody go? There it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, sorry. I had a little snafu there. Anyway, episode 216. Uh, Gus, congratulations. <laughs> the 216 episodes in a row. Thank Never you. Never missing a beat. And Megan is uh and joining us today, making his first appearance since I, I believe episode ninety nine was your ninety nine. It's been a while. It's it wasn't good while. enough for the one hundredth show. It wasn't good enough for the two hundredth show. I'll take two sixteen. How many people say they want two sixteen? Hey, he, Just he you. didn't accept the invite. You know what I'm saying? We put it out there. Um <laughs> we had a mega extravaganza there for uh for two hundred and, and one hundred. Um but anyway, uh Omar from Magic City Soccer joining us here, our buddy, our one of our media pals here that we've met along the, our journey, becoming uh, local soccer aficionados here that we are, and uh, also our future pro bono attorney, Omar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just slide that one in there. Just, Just slide in, in there, bro. If we ever need you, yeah. yeah bro, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's my boy right there. So, uh, so tell me, bro. What's uh, first off? How's how's the, uh, the the lawyering process to become a lawyer going? Just give me a little thumbs up. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling? Are you in the struggles? How, how's it going? Just uh, how you feeling about that? Okay. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, he's not a what? fan. No, nobody told me how hard it was. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, it's difficult. You know, it's 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 time consuming. Um, and I'm really happy that I have a good team around me at Magic City Soccer, and obviously personally as well, uh, to kind of carry the load because I'm not somebody who you would ever find with a book in their hand before all of this. You know what I mean? And yeah. now I always have a book in my hand. And I don't like reading. I'm if it's not like a sports article on ESPN or somewhere, like you're not gonna find me reading. And now I do nothing all day but flip it. Yeah. Flip it oh, so knowing that law, law school is gonna be like that, what made you decide? Yeah, I think I want to, you know, be bored for the rest three, the, the next three years. You know, it, one of those things where it's like you got to pull the trigger on it at some point. Yeah. Or, or you're always gonna talk about it and you're never gonna do it. Um, but also kind of the whole situation of like. Yeah, if I want to have a family, I got to be able to pay the bills, right? So yep. how are we going to do that? <laughs> and well, buddy, best of yeah. luck. Best of luck uh, with, the, with the rest of your your coursework and everything. You're in what year? Yeah, two? going to year two now. Year two. So right. hopefully one more to go and wrap it up. 
Otherwise, it'll be pretty bad. <laughs> so, bro, well, uh, you know, congratulations on successfully completing the first year. A lot of people don't do that. So good luck on the next uh, couple there. But, um, but yeah, Omar is a buddy of ours. He's We've met through covering many, many, many uh, of Miami FC games since uh, their inception in 2016, man. So we got yeah. a lot of good memories and a lot of fun times. And and also uh, on the broadcast today, but behind the scenes, we got our boy Dennis holding it down. He uh, just, just trust me, he's there. He's uh, he's watching, making sure all of our our comments are being read and, and displayed, and making sure that uh, that we look good when we talk. I don't know. I mean, he's got to work extra hard for me. But um, <laughs> oh shit, hold on. I got oh I left. See, I see. This is my 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 problem for not being prepared. There, my my bad. You forgot to mute your sound. I forgot to mute my sounds. Uh, mute my sounds. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Do not disturb. See that I I usually have it, but it's a brand new text message conversation. But anyway, um, again, guys, this is the Lemon City Live podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hope you stick around for a while. On today's show, we are going to be talking uh, about the big news. First of all, no hat of the day today because this is my COVID look right here. I'm really letting it out. You can really, you know. It's good, though. You think, I, you know, I was checking it out, like, on the camera. And, yo, my hairline is pretty good lineup here, no? Yeah. Right? You, don't, you, don't need, you, don't need a, you don't really need a shape up. Yeah. I'm you, like, just, you just need to trim. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a freaking, I mean, I, I, I do like my own little sideburns here a little bit. And, you know, obviously my beard's yeah, going back finally, thankfully. Um, uh, but... But yeah, this is my 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 COVID look, and um, and uh, anyway, on today's uh, on today's show, wait, we got some some comments. Wait, is that is that Dennis? Is that you? <laughs> I'm hating on the hairline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, yeah. I mean, Edwin is all of us these days. What the, yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, How many COVID cuts have you had, though? Be honest. Zero. How many, How many COVID haircuts have you had? Zero. Bro, true story. I got a haircut. My birthday was at the beginning of March. It was okay. and this whole lockdown happened like the week after. I think it was like a few days before my birthday. I shaved. I got. I got the first fade I've gotten in years. My hair was shorter than yours. I had a nice like skin fade here, and my beard was all long. And I got it shaped up and trimmed. And since then, I haven't nothing other than myself like with my little. Clippers fixing my beard and touching up a little bit on the sides, but no, no, no. I haven't sat in a chair in months. Looks good um, though. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm owning it. Today was my first truly hatless day in this COVID. Uh, I went all day without a hat, just uh, owning it. And let's see, let's see how it goes. It, it might grow on me, but um, what about you, Omar? So twice, right, with like a beard clipper instead of a hair clipper. And yeah. my wife, you know, bless her heart, she's like. All right, you you really you want me to do this? Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't. Like, I can't take it anymore. So then she was going at it, but then the battery was going down. And I don't know if anybody's ever experienced like, you know, shaving a beard, which I don't have for the first time in years at the moment, right, mm-hmm. uh, bro? And the battery's going down. You're pulling hair out. And it's just like, ah. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> it looks great, babe. Oh. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's one of the. It's one of the worst things, especially if you're not 100% done or even close to being done and the battery goes out. And like, like, Dude, I walked around looking like uh, like Two-Faced, man. I had like half a haircut on one side, <laughs> not a half on the other side. And then we're like leaving there charging it. But it's like an old Philips Norelco. So it's got like oh, 24-hour charge. And you're like, oh, my God, here we go. It was, it was rough. You know, it would be yeah. funny because 
you know, we were at my mother-in-law's house and we were walking around and she'd be like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, battery died. <laughs> and, and, and then you flip the coin. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, me, when I, when I did the chops, like when I had the handlebar and the chops, like those first couple of days, I'm walking the dog in the neighborhood, man. And it's the first time anyone, I've been living here for years and no one's ever seen my chin or, or, or my cheeks exposed, you know, and everybody's like, Who's that guy? Is that who's that guy walking the dogs that belong to Edwin? Nobody even recognized me. People were screwed up. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was funny, man. But I, yeah, I'm getting used to it. But I'm happy to. I'm looking forward to growing it back. I actually, I have a picture here. Um, oh man, no, I can't take it down. It's stuck here. But I have a picture of when I had my ponytail and my long hair. So that's kind of my 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 inspiration. I'm trying to get back to those days where I can, you know, let the 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 locks flow there, bro. But for now, I got to deal with this, you know, curly haired afro that I got going on. So. Um, but anyway, on uh, on today's show, it, we have obviously we have Omar here. We have somebody that knows a lot about soccer. We have somebody mm -hmm. that knows a lot about local soccer. So we're going to talk some MLS. We're going to talk some USL. We got some Miami FC. We got some um, some Inter Miami. We got plenty to talk about there. Also, our seasons ended for all the all the leagues out there. We got new champions. We might touch up on a little bit on there. I know you're wearing your your Manchester United, so you're happy that. Uh, and let's take that off the camera. Um, so he's he's happy there. But, you know, uh, Chelsea's still got a game left. We got the FA Cup final this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, breaking some more Arsenal hearts, you know. And then you, guys should, you guys should have told me we were all going to wear soccer jerseys, bro. Well, you got some. some you missed the memo, bro. Like, I don't even I don't know. know. Like, Nobody told your me. Your fax machine doesn't work. I don't know what to yeah, tell bro. you, man. No, no, man. No. Seriously. I'll run, I'll run, I'll run uh, to my room over there. I'll put on a fucking... <laughs> Full out of those strikers jersey. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Stir some shit up, bro. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I was worried this was gonna be a haircut talk show. No, <laughs> like, I mean, just for men's to be your next sponsor. Look, nah, up, look, up, look how sweet my Valderrama autographed Miami Fusion jersey is, bro. Huh? That's nice. I like it. I like it. Ah, uh, Lewis with the jokes, man. Cut the afro, bro. No, not cutting it, bro. I can't. I gotta let it grow, man. I've you gone this far. I gotta let it go. Get cornrows, bro. So true story, I did that once, and I believe it. I had cornrows for a grand total of one like long afternoon evening. I got them done early, and um, uh, my cousin, uh, the one I was telling you about earlier, Gus, mm -hmm. uh, she uh, so she did my cornrows. I was asking, I was like, "Is it long enough? Long enough?" And she's like, "No, no, no." And then finally, she's like, "All right, let's go." Boop, 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 boop. She did the straight. I had the kawaii, just the straight lines, like the Haslam, you know. Like mm -hmm. back like this, and I was like, "Oh man, does it look good? It looks good, right? Yeah." And uh, <laughs> bro, by like an hour later, like little hairs, ping ping, started popping out, and and it, like it just it didn't last, and it hurt like hell. I guess it was just too much for me. And by the end of the evening, I, I did like the Snoop Dogg where I had like half of it just pop out, and the other <laughs> half had the things. And then by the next day, I was just like, "Yeah, it's gone. Let's just leave it like that." You know. <laughs> Um, ah, oh, man, but uh, right, man, my soundboard crashed. That's part of the issue, Gus. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, that's uh, yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it roll. I'm gonna let it roll. I want the, the, the long hair again. I, I really missed it. I've been watching these MLB guys. Uh, did you see the kid from the Dodgers who started opening day? May, I forget his first name. He's got, he, he's got that carrot top hair. He puts on the hat mm -hmm. and it's just poof. Is he a rookie? Here, dude. No, he's a second year, but he's a hot, he's a hot, the hot shit right now for them. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. Carrot yeah. top, you're right. Yeah, exactly. 
And then um, what's his face? Uh, who's the other guy? Oh, you Darvish from the Cubs, bro? Uh-huh. You could tell he hasn't cut his hair throughout the whole quarantine. He's got this luscious, like, uh, like old BG's hair going underneath the hat. And it's just it's just perfect. He puts on the hat and just all this Latucci just sticking out of the side, bro. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, nice. But you know what's weird? And it was pointed out to me this weekend by by Cindy, which is why don't MLB guys like put ponytails? I don't nobody know. Does, nobody does the man bun in baseball. Nobody or or a ponytail. You wear fitted. Fit. You wear fitted. You don't wear snapbacks. You've got nothing yeah. to stick out from the back. But imagine wearing a ponytail inside that batting helmet too, dude. What a nightmare. That's a good point. That's a good fair that's a fair point, I guess. I hadn't thought of that part. Because it's true. Every time you see it, you know, all the guys like Bryce Harper. Oh my god, he looks so good, bro. <laughs> that's not where I thought that was going. He looks so good, bro. So he looks good. so dreamy right now with that. That is hair. Adam, Edwin's biggest man crush oh, is man. Bryce Harper, hands down. There's I no one on, so. on Bryce Harper's level. I'm telling you, man, it's in it's, Edwin's eyes, bro. You love that guy. I love that dude. That's a <laughs> fine stack of man right there. Um, it, that hair, it's just, it's the hair. It really did, is. Did you have to pick somebody in the division though to have an affair with? I well, you know, I've. Did you have to pick somebody in the division though? Come on, I tried. I tried to go to. That's another. what he does, bro. He's a he's a Brady lover. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can see That's that as the face. That is Edwin's. That is Edwin's go-to move, bro. He look he. Uh, Who's our biggest rival in the division? Oh, I love that guy. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, it just so happens that Brady had some good-looking hair before, you know, but, but Harper's got it down, though, man. Like, I just, you know, that's he's got yeah, got that hair crush on the dude, man. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you could tell you Darvish has that that pandemic hair. And, you know, speaking of baseball and uh, and COVID and pandemic, while we're here, man, this, you know, I thought with this today's be a great uh, day to really get into it because our beloved Miami Marlins have turned into the Florida man of baseball. You know, yeah. Major League Baseball's <laughs> Florida man is is the Miami Marlins right now. Um, first off, is are you surprised? Are we surprised that we are Florida men? Like, is even remotely no. surprised that it was the Marlins, the only team that has this? Not, Not even a little bit. No. And it's funny because I put out a tweet today, completely ignorant of the fact that the Marlins were in Atlanta previously. And I had mm-hmm. thought, you know, everybody's talking about, I heard a story. Okay, let me let me preface. Let's rewind, right? Um, I heard a story that there was an issue at the Atlanta airport. So I thought, all right, cool. Like, Clearly, they had a connecting flight through Atlanta. Something happened at the airport. They got off the plane, and then all of a sudden, like, what the fuck, right? No, that's not what happened, right? They were playing exhibition games in Atlanta. Completely went over my head. You just missed it all together, and it's like... I forgot about those two. And and the thought about it is just like... Here I am thinking, I'm like, bro, did they fly commercial? Like, are they so cheap that they fly... Because if there's a team who's cheap, right, it's the Marlins. So you would think, okay, they're flying commercial. Now they got to have a layover in Philly. Because, you know, they had to fly Delta instead of American, right? So yeah. it's like, all right, like, wait, wait, what's going on here? It's like completely missed them. People were like, no, you moron. Like, they were in Atlanta already. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, bro. I, I had kind of forgotten, too, because I'm like, yo, I we just brought this from – I thought that we had just brought it straight from Miami. I'm like, no, wait, we were in Atlanta, too, man. We So it was definitely somewhere over there that they they, they got it down. Um, but, oh, by the way, Dan, oh, shout out to our boy Daniel. Uh, I don't think he's traveling with the team, but I definitely, if he is, bro, stay safe, man. I don't know. I think he's been, he's, he only does the, the local games here, but um, 
but yeah, okay, so this whole thing, this whole thing, we'll, we'll just get right into it, you know? Yeah. So this the, the the first news comes out. Let's let's go back to Friday, right? The home opener or the, the season opener and everything. We're all excited. We're all uh looking forward to it. I myself was excited. You know, we did I remembered afterwards that we did win that um exhibition game against the Braves. So we were playing while well. we blew that other one too. Yeah, um, in the eighth inning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. eight run lead was it eight run lead in the eighth or something? Something like that. But I'm not gonna put any I'm not gonna invest anything in in the fact that it's um you know uh yeah. No, it was a it was a yeah preseason oh, game yeah um now spring training different but exhibition scrimmage oh, game yeah I, I just called it I just called it preseason what a fucking <laughs> what a noob bro <laughs> uh, but no okay so we go back to Friday and that's when the first alarm goes off which is Friday right before um the game is about to start we find out the news that our starting catcher and one of our better players Jorge Alfaro it tested positive and he's been put on the, you know, actually on the aisle and mm-hmm. because of it, they're, um, you know, he can't play and it's COVID related. So that's the first red flag. Yeah. We, uh, we end up playing well that game. We beat the, uh, we beat the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper looked kind of good, but you know, he didn't look well. Um, you know, they, <laughs> I'm not even going to, no more Bryce Harper talk. Okay. Um, so everything was, everything was good. We had something, we got excited. Yo, it was our first opening day victory since, um, 2014. I myself was was excited, man. Like, and I and and Gus and I have been talking about this throughout the the come up to this season, prior to COVID, when spring training was going on. We were we you know we were in Jupiter, we were covering the Marlins, and we were excited. I feel and I still feel like this team has some potential. I thought there was they've done the right moves. Um, we've had Daniel on the show talking about the, the when we signed Corey Dickerson and you know all the other guys that we've had. We felt like the our pitching staff had had settled in. We had a great draft. We had a lot to look forward to. And I thought this season was going to be that first positive step in the right direction. You know, we've yeah we've had those bad seasons. Those you know um, those like why did we trade that guy? Why did we do this? How come we're losing? But this season, I thought we were finally going to start putting some pieces in the positive column and then start working our way up. And Man, Friday we get that victory, and yo, man, I was pumped up. I'm excited, yeah. bro. I was baseball's back. I'm oof, you know, something to watch. You know, I was like, all right, and I've been skeptical about the no people in the stadium, but I got excited. I got into it. Saturday, we a little back down to earth, you know. With uh, you know, we take a we take a hard L, but I'm like, all right, still, so, hey, Sunday we can still win the series. You know what I mean? We can still take two out of three. It's great. And as the game's going on Sunday, then right before that game, you find out that the starter Jose Ureña, um, he scratched. COVID. Yeah. Two you knew right guys. away, too. The yeah. second you heard scratch, you said, oh, shit, here we yep. go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. And all they, didn't, they didn't announce it till later, but yeah, I mean, what else could it be? Away, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And then it's two other guys. blister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and then two other guys are, are out, and it's like, holy shit, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. We got four guys that tested positive. How the fuck? Yo, in March, we shut down the entire NBA because Rudy Gobert tested positive. Okay? Yeah. Yep. We, we evacuated a stadium. Remember that. We evacuated mm-hmm. the, the stadium where the Jazz – was it Jazz and – Was it Jazz Thunder? Jazz Thunder game. I think yeah. Jazz Pelicans, one of the two. And we evacuated Thunder. the whole stadium. Obviously, we know now that maybe that was an extreme measure because, you know, what we know now about the virus a little bit. But still, all these things that happen, and, and here we are now – and then we come to find out this week that the Marlins knew about the um, the positive cases going into the game Sunday. Yeah. And I've heard a couple of different stories. I haven't been able to confirm, but I heard one 
it, it still comes from the same source. I just don't know how they approached it. They, I, one story I heard is that it was on a WhatsApp chat that they asked the players, hey, do you guys think we should play today, knowing what we know about the COVID? And then the other, and they said yes. And then the other story I heard um, that I haven't been able to fact uh, fact check yet, but, you know, I don't fact check shit, so. Um, Reckless was, speculation. Yeah, you know, it's unfactually, factually unfactual. That's how we do it. Yeah. Um, was that they asked Mick, that Mattingly said, hey, Mickey Rowe, uh, what do you think? You know, and, and Mickey Rowe was the ultimate deciding person who ultimately One guy. Said, one guy. One guy. Not a doctor. Not a guy. <laughs> from Just one guy. No, our yep, shortstop. Well. Our shortstop. Our freaking shortstop. Hey, you, you're leading the league in hitting. You're batting 700 in three games. Uh, what do you think, bro? You think you should play? And, and, and that's that's where we are. That's exactly. Yeah. So either scenario is ridiculous that yeah. um, you don't consult with, like, MLB. Where's MLB in this? Yo, MLB. Well, he didn't even ask Caleb Smith, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Dr. K. Dr. K. <laughs> He's a doctor. You know, that would have been a more uh, qualified person to answer that. <laughs> I think the crazy part about it is this. So if we, if we, and I don't mean to get ahead of you, but if we fast forward a little bit, right, I think the Phillies got their test results back in like 12 hours, something that like, you know, a, a general person in the public can't do. First of all, that's a bad look. Yeah. Secondly, also, if the Marlins just left Philadelphia and we, everything we've been told is that, you know, the no, average time. Well, okay, well, you know what I mean, though. Right? They're 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 separated. Let's say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the average time for somebody to essentially start testing positive can be anywhere from, you know, two to fourteen days. So you're yeah. looking at like five, six days away, and now the Phillies are going to go off like a two days period and be like, now we're good. When, you know, Friday they can go get tested when they start a new series against whoever, and now they've got six guys who are positive. So now you start a chain reaction, and it's so terrible to say that like hey now we need to put a pause and everything again but i think what you do is you just set the phillies down you sit the marlins down and you kind of look at the braves and see if the braves are good and if, if those teams are fine if the braves are fine okay you're good and then put the phillies on the shelf for a week and it sucks it's sad to say but that's the safest way to do it and uh, yeah the scheduling nightmare is going to be nuts but you got to figure it out like you knew this stuff could happen and there should have been contingencies for it so i did a little um, investigative reporting. Really? <laughs> okay. I'm not going to bring out the, the mic. No, actually what I did was, um, so I started looking at uh, MLB's Twitter, right? And prior to the, 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 the stuff about the Marlins um, canceling and all the shit that's been going on with the Marlins, mm -hmm. the MLB Twitter was really active. They were sharing a bunch of highlights from the weekend and this and that. The Marlins news breaks out. Their Twitter stayed quiet for something like 17 hours before they tweeted anything out again. So yeah. it's like, here you are, you're tweeting all the good stuff that's happening, but then mm -hmm. you're staying silent on a real yeah. serious issue, okay? So, which leads to, uh, I think Dennis uh, also pointed out here, man behind the glass over here, it was crazy that MLB knew. The reports are coming out, and it didn't intervene, which is like, yeah. bro, again, this is just... Is there, though, is there it's like all a... About money. It's, it's just all about money. There's no... and uh, David Price. I'm sorry, sorry. To, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Omar, no, no, but, no, Go ahead. Um, David sure. Price, who's who who, uh, who opted to sit out this season mm -hmm. because he wasn't... Um, he didn't feel like the MLB had a proper protocol in place for health concerns. He, he thought the MLB wasn't taking the health of the players seriously enough that he was like, I'm not going to play this season. I'm not... It's not worth it. And mm -hmm. he... Vindicated. Huh? He's already vindicated. Like, oh, yeah. 
First weekend in, vindicated. First weekend in. I don't, I don't have the exact. I don't have the exact tweet on me here. Um, yeah. but yeah, he was like, "Oh, well, there you go, MOB. You know, good job, Manfred. He put Manfred on blast. You know, like Dude, this. This, this is the perfect example showing how Rob Manfred is the worst GM in sports. Commissioner. My bad. The worst commissioner in sports. He's the worst. He's terrible. He's everything that he's handled. Everything that he's handled in recent memory has. He, he's dropped the ball on everything. On on fucking on the 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 player association negotiations all, all the way up to this COVID response, he's been terrible, man. Not terrible, terrible all across the board. And then um, he was on MLB Network yesterday, and they were asking him like, "Yeah, what do you think?" And his to quote him, he said, "Oh, we're I don't think we're in a nightmare situation yet. This isn't yeah. a nightmare scenario." <laughs> and it's like, "Yo, you got an entire team that's potentially wiped out." Mm-hmm. You know, like first off, that's insulting to Marlins fans, okay? Because yeah, you know, like, if this was the Yankees or if this was the Red Sox, you know, yeah. baseball yeah. would have ceased. Baseball yeah. would have stopped, and they would have said, "Yo, we're postponing this for a, a couple of weeks till we figure it out, and then we'll pick up where we left off." But I think that there's something to say though, and like, yeah, I, I think a 17-hour time period is hard to defend. But if you're the MLB and you come out and make a statement too quickly, and you don't get the statement right, that's even worse. In my I opinion, you. so but I you think can report you, on the news, though. You can report. You, you on the could, you could, but also you don't. Do you want to add fuel to a fire that may not actually be a fire? Granted, in this case, we look at it and we don't know the total number yet, right? I think it's we're at thirteen players and a few 18, staff members. 18. Eighteen. So it went up from yesterday. Then Mickey Rose was thirteen. Four more today. Yeah, but you see, and this is kind of where I'm annoyed from, and this is going to be this is going to sound harsh, but if you know this is the situation. Isn't this why they kept some minor league players active across the country, whether it's in Grapefruit or over down here, whatever the one in, in Florida in Jupiter. called? Yeah, Jupiter. Well, that's and to, Grapefruit to, and Cactus or whatever. But like yeah. that's the thing. You, you bring that team down, and you got to play them. Sure, yeah. Mattingly's not the manager, but you throw out the AAA manager, and you got to keep going because this cog has to move. If you want it to be successful, it has to go. And the only yeah. way that it goes is you have that contingency in place. You have to use it. Now – the part that I understand, though, is the other team saying, you know, part of my French, fuck that. Like, we're not going to Miami after yeah, this. Yeah. But also, like, the infections didn't happen in Miami. So, so it's we not know. fair. Well, right, that, that we know. But it's not fair to the Marlins organization also then say the Orioles, no, we don't want to play in Miami. You come to us then. And it's like, uh, no, you know, you, you, there has to be some kind of compromise here. But all of this is terrifying. And it goes to show why, you know, the bubble is so important. You look yeah. at MLS and you look at NBA, and now the NHL is bubbling in Toronto and Edmonton, which is even better because they're in Canada, right? Yeah. They're not even here. So it's just you minimize the risks. You minimize the risks. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Dude, baseball could have easily done uh, hubs, like four different bubbles in the four yep. corners of the fucking country, you know? One out west, one in the Midwest, one even fucking down here in South Florida, they could have done a bubble. You know, there's plenty of fucking hotels that are empty right now that they could have created a bubble in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the thing is, logistically, an actual bubble is nightmare. What they should have done is is more regional, like uh, USL is doing. USL is doing mm-hmm. – they don't have bubbles, but uh, you, you, what is it, United, United Soccer League? Is that what it's called? USL? Is it U for United? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, oh, it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why that sounded no, weird. It's, it's, soccer it's league. Undis- weird, it? Undisputed soccer legends. Ultimate soccer league. They have um they have the they, they went like regional where they just 
um, have like four or five different little areas where they've like split up the yeah. the, the things and they're playing within that uh, that mm-hmm. uh, that geography area there. But mm-hmm. maybe you could have done something like that and kind of made it a little host cities. But the problem again is what we've been talking at ad nauseum um, for weeks now is that football. NFL, uh, college football, and baseball. It's just too many people, man. It's too many well, people to control. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this, but I had a feeling you guys would bring it up. So I kind of sat there last night, and I was kind of looking at, like, the map of the United States and whatnot. And here's the thing. You can make it work. Can you put 32 teams in one city? No. You, no city has the infrastructure for practice fields and hotels yeah. and 53-man rosters. I get it. But here's what you can do, right? You take four teams, and you put them in a city. And then what you say is, okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run those 16 games a week, but what we're going to do is we're going to have eight cities in play. And then let's say your schedule takes the Dolphins to Seattle for some reason, and Seattle's another host city. Okay, make sure that the schedule works out that one team in the Seattle hub now has to travel to wherever Miami is. They take Miami's spot, and you go vice versa. And then you make sure it's all charter planes because what you're doing is you're keeping the isolation, and the only kind of like variable you're throwing in is – the bus ride from the airport to the hotel. But realistically speaking, you can still manage that uh, because you use small airports. Like, fucking land it at Opelaka Airport or in Tamiami Airport. You don't need to land it at MIA or FLL. And if you do land it at MIA or FLL, drive a bus in and out of the tarmac. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I, and I, and, I, and I, I totally see what you're saying. I totally see it. By the way, Jamal, hey, hey, what's up, Jamal? Thanks for watching. Uh, always good to see you here. Marlins is a, have a party bubble. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. what problem that we have here. Nice mask, by the way. But um, but here's the here's here's my argument to what you're saying, okay? Mm-hmm. Because in the NBA, where you have a bubble and you know what mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do, and it's a lot easier to control, you still got Sapingos out there going out to get fucking hot wings from a strip club, okay? Because they just like the way it tastes. So if you can't. And that's the thing. It's human error. People are stupid. People are yeah. dumb. It doesn't matter. You, there's poor people that are dumb. There's rich people that are dumb. There's non-athletic yeah. people that are dumb. And there's really athletic people that are dumb. They're going to do stupid things. And unfortunately, it's kind of it's just too hard to control. Think about it. NBA is, is is going crazy trying to control this. And the roster is a fraction of what we're talking about. And it's 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 just too the courts are too big. Baseball fields are too big. There's too much stuff going around. I, I love the attempt. I love the attempt. I just think uh, Manfred has done a shitty job of really um, – because he was talking to what you were saying. Like, So in this interview last night, he was saying, oh, this isn't a nightmare situation um, because we have protocols in place, which protocols means people can keep getting sick and get getting sick, and you have this player pool of uh, 30 other players that you can mm-hmm. pick from. Okay, But then yeah. there's also logistic, logistical nightmares because these 30 players aren't just sitting there in a bubble waiting to be called up. They're going about their normal yeah. lives, so they have to get yeah. tested. What if they tested positive after they right. enter the team? They have to be quarantined. It's not like, hey, come in, join, and you're you're up and running, you know. So it's yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, and, and 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 these and they're not doing a, a good job of protect. And here's the worst part: the optics of this are horrible because now MLB looks like they don't give a crap. Like David Price is sitting there, but in my business, he's just drinking his tea, man. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. this is why I ain't playing, you know. And it's oh, like right now the Marlins have officially canceled all baseball games for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. The earliest they'll be back on the field is Monday. Um, the other thing they said, the players are still in quarantine because okay. here's, the other, here's the other thing. We don't know shit about the virus. We don't know anything about this. You know, there's guys that are asymptomatic. There's guys that are non-symptomatic. There's guys that have all the symptoms. There's guys that don't. They, all this stuff. Some people will have the virus, and it might not show. I had a friend who, uh, who took a test, came out positive, and then he took out another test, and it came out negative. 
And you have right. other people taking it negative, and then it comes out positive. This stuff can stay in yeah. your system. You know, it's 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 a virus. It can stay in your system. And and here's the other thing. I think that we're going to see a lot. Like, I know right now Atlanta and the Phillies came back, no positive tests. But I have a feeling that's going to change in a few days. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Not I agree with you, that it doesn't, though. You know, what's that? Knock on wood that it doesn't, but I didn't I, mean to interrupt, Gus. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, and, and first and foremost, man, these guys are all human beings, man. All these players that are out there, these guys are are are, are some of them are family men. Some of this is somebody's son. This is somebody's yeah. brother, dad. You know, and I don't wish anything bad on any of these people, man, because this sucks. We we I've known people that have gotten this and have been really really sick. And you know, you got guys like Freddie Freeman who said he was fighting for his life, you know, recovering yeah. from it. So I don't wish anything bad on anybody. You know, but I really think MLB, man, like, yo, I, and this is all, this is all for money. This is all for money. This is, that's it. There's no, they can disguise it and say, oh, we're doing all the protocols for player safety. No, this is just a big cash grab. And I get it. There's a ton of money at stake here. But if, if at a regular business that doesn't have as much money, they, they, they're not letting their employees come in. How the fuck are you going to try and organize, organize sports with a bunch of people? And it's just, we need a, a morality check, man in this country right now and they really these these, these sports things NFL, um nba i think in this bubble scenario because they've completed the season and they only have and it's going to be a dwindling bu- bubble every week with the new people leaving it's doable nhl like you said has it i'm so excited about hockey bro because i feel like there's not going to be a single positive test everything's going to be great in hockey and i'm going to have such a big spawner because they're in canada and they you know they got free health care and they got all these perks over there and it's like wow man canada yeah you know? <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to, to to some hockey. I feel like that's going to be uninterrupted. And again, the same thing. It's a smaller amount of people. I feel like they have the the right things in place. But I just I no, hockey got it right, man. And I'm not even going to get started with football, man, because football is just impossible. Football's just <laughs> but, gonna be but that's the thing. Impossible. We we sit here and talk about how it's a smaller amount, and it, and it's really not that much smaller considering that each NHL team's travel travel contingent, I believe, was forty some odd between staff and players so we're not far off from the 53 just players of the nfl and again like we talked about right you just the infrastructure is not there for football but i think when you look at baseball and you you talked about basketball you know yeah you're gonna have idiots but what you do is you have to put parameters in place to make sure that the idiots don't affect everything if you choose to leave you're gone you're not coming back and we're gonna smack you with a fine we're gonna hit you where it hurts but then also you need to put the teams in check and you have to say hey like if you're not going to police your guys, then you're losing a draft pick or you're losing something of value or you're ineligible for the playoffs because you keep eating shit. And it's just this is the way that we police it. And, and it's going to take major sacrifice. I was talking about this NFL idea with somebody else. And it's just like, but, and then they, their response to me was, do you think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to stay in a bubble? And I was just like. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. I've been so saying. Like, you're gonna, oh, you're, no, gonna keep, whenever, you're gonna keep twenty something athletic guys that are single in a bubble and not go after booty and not go after things that they want. Like, come on, man! Wow. But at the same time, you have all these player associations negotiating with the leagues, saying that they're not being stringent enough as far as player safety and all that shit. Like, okay, we can put things in check, like bubbles for player safety. But then you had the MLB Players Association arguing that they didn't want a bubble. So, like, what is it? Do you want safety or do you not? Like, there we've right. already seen. We've already seen that bubbles do work because it's working right now with the NBA and the MLS. And we've seen that not having bubbles is a fucking recipe for a catastrophe with baseball. So I think for football, if the league and the players association are smart, they will decide 
on putting in place some type of bubble scenario, whether it's like I was telling somebody yesterday, like, for example, they could do something like in Florida, for example. You have three cities in close proximities to each other that have football um, that have football stadiums, yeah. right? Yeah. You have you have Hard Rock, you have Raymond James over in Tampa, and and you have uh, with the Thanks, Citrus bro. Bowl or whatever the fuck it's called in Orlando. That's a fucking small triangle where you you can have a group of teams all in their own bubble in inside of Central to South Florida, and they can travel to those three stadiums to play games, and you can play like four games every right. week in those stadiums. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's really the idea behind it as well. And 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 I, I don't want to pivot too far because I wanted to get back to the baseball thing. But the baseball bubble, did it ever come out why the association said no? One of the Well, one of the reasons that I know, I don't know if it was the main reason or not, but a big reason is you're asking people for an extended um, amount of time in a bubble. It's not like in, okay, like for instance, basketball, it's like, hey, it could be as little as a week or two yeah. weeks up to two months, depending on how long the playoffs go. In baseball, you're asking way too many people to stay there a, a definite amount of time, which is be 70-something days right. of actual competition. And they're like, no, we can't. We can't stay away from our families that long, you know, especially if, like, you're out of the playoff race and what are you playing for? It's, right. it, there's a lot of those factors, which, again, makes total sense. Mm -hmm. To me, bubbles only work if you're, if you're in the situation that NBA was in or NHL was in. The season's winding down. I think MLS has a big problem because once this whole MLS Cup is over, yep. they're going to have to figure out uh, a successful. They're, they're going to do another MLS is back Cup two. MLS back know? two two point <laughs> Revenge of the Cup. You know, <laughs> are they going to do something like that? Because that's the only other option. Because they're not going to be able yeah. to go and 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 start up a season. And if they're going to do like what the MLB is doing, where they're going to travel and they're going to, it's again cock, Molotov cocktail, like what? like Gus said. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a disaster everywhere you look. MLS is even at a bigger disadvantage because MLS for years had that whole, like, you can only have four charter legs a season. Yeah. If you don't do this in charter flights, it doesn't work. No, and, and that's the big thing, too, because and it has to be charter flights, again, from small airports. Like, you yeah. taking a charter out of, I'm sorry, you taking a charter out of MIA doesn't help. No. You taking a charter out of Fort Lauderdale doesn't help. Like, it needs to be a small airport, like no, no, a Tamiami airport or an Opelaka, because that's yeah. the only way that you can really make this work. And, and back to the football thing, there are certain pockets around the country, right, that have college stadiums and they have ample NFL stadiums. And, like, mm -hmm. again, it, NFL is one of those games where it's a field, it's regulation. Everybody yeah, at this plays point, the you don't need a, yeah. a super deluxe right. stadium. You could play at Boise State if you want, you know, like exactly. anywhere. It you just need a field. You need 100 yards in each of field and 50 yards across, and you got a field. You you, you can play. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. That's true. I think Eben here has a great idea, which is we should build a set of facilities in Dakota Territory for all the teams. And after the season, we could sell it in chunks to the collectors. Okay, maybe, you know. But yeah, we maybe, gotta get, uh, maybe doing a remote thing up in the middle of nowhere in the Badlands, you know. Get Jorge him off to build it quickly, I guess. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, you can also use... Uh, <laughs> get you like that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, but, I mean, but even to Gus's point, right? Like Orlando's got... Orlando has three stadiums you could use. You could use Explorer, where Orlando City is. You can use Citrus Bowl. And UCF has a stadium near campus. They no longer play at the Citrus Bowl, right? And, you know, Miami is almost at a kind of at a in a weird situation, but Miami's in the same spot because you can play at Marlins Park, you can play at Hard Rock, and you can play at FIU. Like, capacity is not a problem here. But yeah. NFL owners are thinking, wait a second, like, you know, as we get closer, if this thing starts dying down, maybe in October we can let – 2,000 people come or 3,000 people come because notice when the Dolphins put out that release, the Dolphins didn't say something like, oh, stay home. They said 
you notice that like the whole attendance thing wasn't even brought up because they were like, you yeah. know, it's a possibility. You know what I mean? Or yeah. wear your mask mm-hmm. when you're inside. And it's like, yeah. you think people are going to be inside? Yeah. For real? <laughs> Come on. And then and the other thing that, um, like, I mean, okay, so yeah, let's say FIU, you, you, um, this and that. The problem is, man, all these players, if there's no actual bubble where they're eliminated mm-hmm. from contact with other people, they're going to be in contact with other people, man. How do you think Jorge Alfaro got this? He probably went to some fucking Podro Bigal, you know, dap with some guy there, ordered his choppy chop, and was like, all good, you know what I'm saying? And that's all. it takes just mm-hmm. the most minimal of thing. It takes one little bad, you know, guy turns his head too quick, a little, you know, yep. slides off and hits that's you in it. the face. You don't even realize it. That's some it. guy coughs and you walk into it. There's so many things that can happen, man. And you that's can't. That's why there has to be a bubble. There has to be. Yeah. So I, I don't that's think. the only way. NFL, like I did, like I said last week when I looked into my magic mic- microphone here mm-hmm. of the future, um, it, it's it's got to be a thing where the only way the NFL can successfully do this with player safety completely in mind mm-hmm. would be to push back this season till next year and either cancel this season, you know, take take a knee, mm-hmm. too much money, they're not going to do it, um, or like the idea that I told TD last week where he was, you know, skeptic about it, but do a shortened, you know, do this season shortened but started at next next calendar year hopefully by february you have you know either you know the we see the dying trend of the virus or we have some more optimism as far as control for the virus and things where you can do a shortened season between like february and may you know something like all divisional games maybe eight eight games to ten games something small with a few bye weeks and it'll be easier to control everything then than it would be now and then have your regular off season and start next season a little later. Just push it back like maybe a month to give times to get Because I know it's a lot. Asking people to play football all year round is going to be a challenge. But if you don't play the year before, then you might still be a little fresh. I think that's – to me, that's been the best idea I've heard that could actually work. And I came How up awesome. with Bring back NFL Europe. Take the 32 teams, put them in Europe again, have 3 a.m. kickoffs. Fuck it. Let's do yeah, it. Man. Hey, you know what? It, actually, if – if um. If we're not going to have people inside the stadiums, why not fly them out to fucking Europe for a season? But Europe is uh, Europe is better than we are right now, but they're still not in the clear. They just, have, not, they just have better people that are wearing their mask and, and following protocol a little better. You're right. They're not you in know? the clear, but every, every fucking European league is, is playing right now because yeah. they can. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? It's true. But on so. yeah. So we're out here talking about fake viruses and shit. So. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, so, so how do you think uh, – what would be – to continue with the, the Florida man story here, you know, of mm-hmm. the Marlins, what would be the most Miami way that this virus got introduced and fucked up the Marlins? What, what would be – because we already got chicken wings at a strip club. That's taken. You know, that's – Lou Williams got that. So what would be, like, the most Miami thing? And if you guys are watching, if you guys tell us uh-huh. – put it in the comments there. Let oh, us know God. how do you think the Marlins back COVID. I want to know what do you think. Give me the most Miami re- way that the Marlins ended up being the 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 only team so far with COVID. Contaminated cocaine. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Jose Fernandez, slow down here, bro. Too soon, bro. Too soon. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say his name. But you know what? You're he's you're, not the he's not the only person in oh, Miami sure. to have done cocaine. But sure, I mean, sure. Yeah. I and mean, then, the most Miami thing would be the bull bar, right across the street. Just walk into the bull bar. <laughs> Oh. Bar went in for a drink at the mm-hmm. bar, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I do think the, I think it's funny, you know, you got all these cokeheads in Miami and, you know, but they don't want to take the test because they don't want a thing in their nose, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but it's, but you know what they're doing at night. Um, oh Lord. Uh, yeah. If you, uh, let's see. Oh, we got, uh, Evan says that you got it at Versailles. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that'd maybe. be, that'd be mm-hmm. very Miami, you know, contaminated pubs up. How about that? Oh, there you go. Sony cocaine off of COVID positive stripper. Oh yeah. No. Miami as fuck right there, man. Yeah, it would yeah. not surprise me if that was the uh, if that was the real thing there. But, that was believable before the whole like, oh, we're gonna have lap dances. Oh no, 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 not lap dances though. Not lap no. dances. Yeah. <laughs> but you, what about the the guy? It was is it's, it's a Miami guy, right? Uh, Gus that that was taking all this COVID money and used it to buy a a, a, a bikini. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like he, he he took the yeah he took the uh, the government loan. Yeah, you know, and he's a small business alone, yeah. Hey, baby, bro, these people, Miami is is a messed up city, man. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always, everybody's got a hustle and a side of fraud, you know. Everybody's doing something and it's just messed up. And I'm curious to see what what other uh, reasons come up as to how these people got it. But it, again, this is not going to be exclusive to me. Now, this is also, to be fair, I don't think... Mm -hmm. um, I think if you go back to let's say Thursday, let's go back a week ago, right? And season's about to to to, to kick off here or, or start. You know, Manfred's sitting there going, "All right, we got through these exhibition games. We got no positives. We're pretty much good. You know, we got everything is is starting to line up ready for a successful start. They did the Thursday um, opening day with the Yankees and the Nationals, and it got rained out, but Fauci threw the first pitch. Now, there's your first sign of the apocalypse right there. When Fauci's first pitch goes all the way, wow. You know, looking yeah. like, like uh, that was, a, that was like, a bad omen. That was a bad omen right there. Fifty cent with that pitch. Leave the man alone. And uh, leave Brittany alone. <laughs> <laughs> he does the bad pitch. You know yeah. what I mean? And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. But Manfred's still sitting back, like, all right. Then you have the the, the game gets rained out. You know, but they played enough to to complete the game. And Manfred's like, all right, man, isn't that? We'll get through this weekend, and you know, it, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. And we can't even get through the weekend without an entire team almost getting wiped out. But like, this is the worst case scenario <laughs> this is the nightmare scenario that he yeah. says is not a nightmare scenario you know what i mean yes like, bro i used to like manfred i actually thought at first when he came in i thought you know what i you hate like him I you like you like manfred because he has man in his name yeah like man campbell uh <laughs> i liked uh i liked what's his face um i mean i hated bud Seeley. so when yeah. manfred came in i was like all right, film, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna look into revisiting some rules and things." And he started making some changes, and I was like, "All right, maybe he's pro the future of the game." Because here's the thing, man: as much as I love baseball, and I think baseball is is, is it's my favorite sport. I love soccer, I love all the other stuff, but baseball is my favorite sport. Unfortunately, it's an old farts game, bro. It's run by a bunch of old beholes that like hang on to like back in my and I hate the word unwritten rule, you know, like, bro, shut up. I hate all these things. Baseball has too many of those things, yeah. but I still love it. I, I can watch a one nothing pitcher's duel and extra innings, and I still get a huge spawner. And Baseball I can watch than golf. And, and I can watch, you know, some 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 high scoring game, and I'm and I love it. I, I love every shape or form of baseball. But I thought at the beginning with Manfred, I was like, you know, maybe he's gonna revisit and make some of these changes that they're talking about, you know, and like for mm-hmm. instance, now Universal DH, 
I think this is the perfect time to try out all these things. I don't really like Universal DH. I like the strategy of having the pitcher defend for himself. I think it's more, it makes for a better game. I like to really, mm-hmm. it, it's more of a chess game. Other than that, it's, you know, you have a guy who's pinch hitting four times in a game. Um, <laughs> that's what, that's what a DH is. Yeah. It's a four at bat pinch hitter. Um, I don't, I'm not for it, but there's the, the extra innings rule. They're changing for this one, which I think had a, I think it happened. There was extra inning games this this weekend. There was a few, and they tried it out, and it was pretty successful. Which is after I think in the tenth inning, I think they're starting it in the tenth. I don't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're starting it. I believe in the tenth inning with a runner on second base already. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, so it's you know it's 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 a thing to to try to get people excited, and, and I get it. But this is fine in this sprint thing that we're doing right now for baseball. You know where we're trying to just get as much in before you know the Marlins are are wiped away. Um, be, with that, try out all the weird shit, you know, throw in that, you know, throw in aluminum bats if you want. I don't care, man. Go, go nuts. Do whatever you want to do. Have some fun with it. But when it, comes bats. To, when it comes to, uh, but when it comes to, you know, next season, you know, but for right now, but just it, and I don't know, my man, is just, bro, he's driving me crazy with all this stupid shit, man. And then he comes out there and he starts saying stuff. And then he looks like, just like this dirty ass salesman, like everything's fine. This isn't a night. Like, come. On, bro, like fuck that, bro. You know what I mean? Like we, guys. It's like a perfect transition to soccer. Yeah, right there. Just you, you're over it. That's it. Let's done, go. Done, man. <laughs> Reality TV playoff proposal. Did not hear about that. Did not hear about that. Oh, that was the uh that the winners, the division leaders. I think mm-hmm. get to pick who they play against uh in the first round of the playoffs or whatever because of the whole expanded playoff thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Which is interesting. Like I choose the Marlins. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're spank that ass again. Let's go. Dang, dude. Okay. Yeah, I could kind of. Yeah, that's whack. Nah. <laughs> nah, I think. Yeah, I, think uh, I think the NBA and MLS missed an opportunity to have a a bubble reality TV show. Hmm. Well, that's what that's. It's called IG. And, yeah, IG. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's posting all their business on Instagram. They didn't. Uh, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong here. The way they caught Lou Williams was somebody took a picture of him at the strip club picking up the food? No. So I think he was sitting and eating it there, if I'm not mistaken. And the reason why someone took a photo with him, and I think he had the mask on the table. So when Lou – and then the guy quickly deletes it like an hour later, and then the guy goes, no, 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 this is an old photo before the bubble. And then the NBA is like, that's the mask we gave out at Disney. So nah, <laughs> that, that doesn't add up. <laughs> so he got busted by a mask. Go figure. Damn. Horrible, bro. <laughs> Horrible. Man. That's what they all need, bro. They all got to get slapped, bro. It's just whack as fuck right now, man. But anyway, like uh, like, like our guest here, Omar, said, um, I think it's a perfect transition to, you know, something else. Let's let's pick apart what's going on with, uh, with uh, MLS and how are they going to figure this out? Because I think the best solution to the MLS's back cup tournament from the bubble in Orlando is... The MLS is still here, but we're back. Cup tournament two. <laughs> you like the World Cup? We give it to you twice. Give it to you That's twice. Right. You don't got to wait four years. You just got to wait four days, and boom, we're back at it again. Get Chris uh, Brown to come out with the anthem. Double your pleasure. Double <laughs> your pleasure. <laughs> and, then, and then, so, okay, so I haven't read uh, MLS's um, – I have the article there. I haven't read it, which is MLS's one of the proposed plans for MLS to return to action. Um, but I'm curious, man. They're they're 
they're setting themselves up for exactly what baseball is going through. And baseball is leading by a bad example right now. So, Well, I don't think that if the MLS does exactly what baseball is doing right now, they're fucking stupid because it's already proven not to work. Like you can't just do the same shit that someone else did after a catastrophic event. You got to switch it up a little bit, you know, yeah. but I, I, I don't see them doing exactly what baseball is doing. They're going to, they're going to try something else. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But what other options? Not they don't they don't have the team density and in, in regional geography. bubbles. Maybe regional bubbles, man. Maybe that's the only way. If, I think you asked for a lot, but I think now you you kind of put in the stipulations and the barriers where you know maybe you have some kind of common housing. You rent out a you know I don't know a Ritz Carlton for each team and let the families come in. So at least the families stay there and they can interact with the players while the players are coming and going. And I think a lot of it just comes down to the protection of the transportation. Again, I've said it before, but you got to find a way to make it so that you get the less interference possible. You know what I mean? Like try not to run a car if you don't have to. Try if you're gonna get that bus, make sure that an hour before the bus is at the airport, like it's hit with you know Lysol bombs. I don't know, you know, but and and definitely flying charter. That's the only way it's gonna go. That's the only way it's gonna work. Yeah, I didn't even know that flying charter um situation that they have there with uh with um that they only do it a limited amount of times. Um bro, I, I really think you know what, MLS Cast your chips in. You had a nice little tournament. You had people watching it. Cast your chips in and then try to start next season as soon as you possibly can. As soon as there's an all clear, let's say, uh, I think uh, uh, the season normally starts, what, March? March, yeah. Right? March, yeah. So if, if by January we have an all clear or something like that, start it up in January. Do another little a little workup, little maybe a regional tournament, have a couple teams play like a little build up and then start the season as quickly as possible. But to try to between now and December to try to squeeze something in there and go through the same uh, hoops that MLB is going through, it's going to be unsuccessful. It's going to be, you're going to get players sick. And here's the, here's the other thing, man, that, that we're, we're overlooking, man. Someone can get really serious. We're lucky right now, but somebody can get really seriously sick. Yeah. Someone can get, we don't know the long-term effects. You see people yep. talking about loss of sense of smell, uh, sense yeah. of peace. We don't know what kind of uh, long-term effects, you know, having gone through this is going to happen or, or some of these players are going to have. So, again, it, well, just you, you, MLS, you got something out of it. You know what I mean? You got something out of it. Just push it back. If you can agree to doing a, another mini, like a, a fast season bubble for like another month or two in Orlando, then maybe try to do something like that. But if they go to anything regional, they go to anything like that, it's just going to be a disaster. I really – I. So how, how do you, I mean, I, I just feel like, how do you reconcile that if you're inner Miami, where you've had this buildup now for the last seven years, you're bringing the team, you finally get the team off the ground, you build the team and everything else. And then you got five games and you, you went, oh, and five. Oh, for sure. No, I know this is, this is, again, this is worst case scenario for MLB, what they're going through. And this is also worst case scenario for, um, for MLS and particularly for inter Miami. And Nashville, who played, what, one game, two games, and then didn't go into the tournament because their players were all sick? Dallas didn't even get to come. I think Dallas was told to stay home, given that they had an outbreak as well. Right. Um, So, again, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them, bro. You you cash cash in your chips. I think think if a a league did that and they said, look, man, we're going to take the L, we're going to take the hit here, but we're looking out for – I think they'll earn more fans – 
by doing something like that. I think if if, if a commissioner uh, Garber comes out and says, "Hey, look, you know, I, I just it, it's it's not we can't find a way to do this and ensure player safety," so we're just you know what we we had a run here. We're gonna stop it right now. We're gonna see some operations. We'll try to figure some stuff out. I know our boy Achilles would, would, uh, would his job would be in jeopardy here. I don't, I don't want. Sorry, Achilles. You know what? I changed oh, my. Oh man! I changed my. <laughs> play all the games. Let's move the bubble to Philly. Uh, but no, real talk. Like I think, um, I think if if a league did that, in particular, maybe MLS. You know, they got something out of it. They do a little tournament. If they don't find mm-hmm. something small like that to do again, if they try to do this, they're just man. It's 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 bad. It's bad. Just stop, man. Stop. Like take the hit. You'll you'll find ways to recuperate the the money. You know what I mean. You'll find sponsors. Sponsors might be more willing to say, you know what, this league showed they they were the bigger people. We're gonna invest more in you because you did the right thing. I don't know, man. Wishful thinking. Boy, but that's that's a very ideological approach that yeah doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just one of those situations where it's like if everybody thought like that, Donald Trump wouldn't be president. I don't know what to say. Hi, you're, you're right, man. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 100% fucking honest. Hate on me all you want. Send the hate mail. I don't care. But, I mean, that, that's, it's honestly the truth. Everybody thought that way. Wouldn't be in the situation that we're in now. And, and, mm-hmm. and as for what MLS does in the future, I think the big thing for MLS here is you have to find a way, again, to even, you know, kind of regionalize, figure out how you're going to get teams in and out, you know. And, and then also you look at guys like Dallas and Nashville who haven't been able to play a game. I hear you. Are, are, do you think they're gonna? Do I think they're gonna close up shop? Absolutely not. But I think the scariest thing for everyone is that all it takes is one death. Yeah. One one guy goes down. One guy ends up on a ventilator. That's it. We have Rudy Gobert all over again. Yeah, I think you're yeah, yeah. Right, right there. One guy, not even a death, but just one of these guys, one player on a ventilator, mm-hmm. on a freaking ventilator, like like so many Americans are going through it right now. You know what I mean? Why are we risking it? Is it yeah. worth these margins? Is it's it worth not profit. It's, is it worth all this stuff? It's not. But I, I've argued. I've argued, and I, I went to University of Kentucky for a little while, so I have a lot of friends who are tried and true SEC guys, and Rick you know Hammer. how that can get to. You know what I mean? So it, I've talked to them about it, and I've said there's no way for me that I think it's okay to have college kids play a football season in the fall. You want to start it after the Super Bowl? Let's say the NFL season goes through and we have find the medication that works, or at least, you know, if you do catch the virus, you've got a cough and a fever. Okay, fine. You know, you throw some Theraflu at them and you're good. Like if we find the Theraflu for COVID, okay, you know what? Go for it. I get it. You know what I mean? If we can bring death down to 0.001%, I, I, I feel like, okay, you can somehow justify it. Not that it's okay, but you can somehow justify it, right? But you can't play college football until January and February or March. And then they're like, eh, but what about the NFL draft? And then the season after, and you think these guys are going to play? And like, so you push the draft back, you push it to July or August. And then as soon as you get drafted, guess what? Instead of having this great press conference and a show off to the fans and the party, your ass goes to training camp. Like, you know, <laughs> you're going to have a long season, but it, it's doable. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the only way I think it can be done. Because if you're looking now, I think LSU had like 15 cases. Something like no, that. No, they had. I think they had much more than that. They oh, had like Clemson, in the twenty, thirty something players test positive. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, and and you're going to looking at the situation of even with no fans in the stadium. Yeah, you're asking the average American to think long term, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, man, you one offensive lineman, one twenty year old kid goes down. How do you how do you reconcile that then? 
How do you reconcile that? Because I think that's an even bigger stain on the sport more than anything else, which is why I, I really don't think even this whole pod situation of we're going to try to bubble college athletes. But then what are you going to do? You're going to put them all in a hotel room on a computer with mm. everybody's taking classes on Zoom. Let me tell you, dude, like that shit doesn't work. Like Zoom <laughs> learning does not work, especially at the college level, because it's like, bro, it's just some an hour, hour and a half just sitting there. And I know that this isn't good for audio because this is yeah. a visual medium that we're on now, but on the podcast, I'm just, you know, I'm sock puppeting here. I'm kermiting, but it, it, it's kind of that situation where it's, it's, how does it work? How does it work? So you got to push it back. And then, and then you get, then, you know, the best part about soccer is then you get that argument about, well, wait a second. We don't want to do the fall to spring calendar. Like everybody else in the world, we got to do the summer calendar because how are you going to play games in new England in you know, December and January when it's, you know, a foot of snow, two feet of snow. Oh, okay. Like figure it out. You know what I mean? Find an I, indoor facility. Yeah, dude. I, again, man, I'm really, I love sports. I really, you know, obviously I, I've invested in, 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 in pursuing it professionally to an extent here in the media side. And, mm-hmm. and I've, I've dedicated so much time to sitting on the sidelines for Miami FC games and, and FIU Tuesday afternoon baseball games and some bad Dolphins teams, you know, I've done it for the love of the game, but man, I, I, I don't understand why for me, it seems like a simple thing. Like just stop everything, all the sports, no, nobody should be playing under this unless you have, you know, a, a, like I said, the only league, uh, uh, nationally here that I feel like has the right grip on everything is 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 the is hockey in Canada because they're they're up there and they're like yo it's so bad that they told the Blue Jays hey 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 Blue Jays you gotta, play, play you gotta find a place to play baseball in down south yeah. we're not gonna have all these <laughs> baseball teams coming up here all right and fucking up what we got going on right now so you you guys you Blue Jays go to Buffalo go to Pittsburgh hell go to Tampa go hang out with the Marlins wherever you want we don't care. <laughs> We like baseball, but we don't like baseball that much that we want all your Yankees coming up here and fucking shit up for us. That's where should they? Where should they have gone? What's what's a city that lost their baseball team? Well, they they, they ended up in Buffalo, which is where yeah. their AAA affiliate is. Oh, okay, so, okay. Buffalo, so it's it's again, you know, is there, is there? But is there a big market that lost their baseball team? Uh, well, Montreal was the last team to. to they're also yeah, in Canada. Canada. Yeah, <laughs> they're also in Canada. Right? Um, I mean, even Gus. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you sit there and you kind of look at this whole situation, do you think that there's any kind of viable alternative to, you know, what what MLS or what NBA is doing, or or, or even this whole idea that we're going to be playing pods in college football? You're asking specifically for college football. I'm I'm asking in in general, really, because I just I don't see the viability of of, of just yeah. some alternate no. route. I don't think I, I think you have to do a bubble. I don't think there's any alternate to bubble life right now, man. You have to do a bubble like a true bubble, um, or you know at least and it's NBA and MLS are they're not a true bubble because hotel employees can still go in and out, but that's the best you're gonna get. But yeah, man, you have to do something like that. Regional bubbles will work, and then you know they all meet for a playoff. You know the winner of those bubbles kind of thing. They, like this is the season where where uh, traditional storylines and all that shit can't matter you have to play the cards that are dealt to you and right now regional bubbles and shit like that are, are the best you're gonna get you know even in college football maybe maybe fucking uh conferences shouldn't exist this season if they're gonna do um if they're gonna do regional bubbles even though conferences are for the most part kind of regional but 
Well, this is what I told you last week, which is like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to try to save face college football. And they're like, all right, we're going to – Conference only, yeah. Conference only schedule. <laughs> so, sorry, Hurricanes. You're going to have to travel all the way up North Carolina because playing at FIU is way too dangerous. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Like, it, it's like, you mean to tell me that – no, come on. Like, that makes no sense. It's just it's just a decoy thing to – Exactly, yeah. And it, it needs to be regional. Like, And everybody – and when I mean regional, like – you you gotta have all the all the stadiums that are playing in your specific tournament be driving distance from each other, and all and you have to be fucking living that bubble life when you're not at a game. That's How about the this? only way. That's the only way. Shorten seasons, you know. Maybe have more bye weeks so that players are not going crazy for fucking sixteen weeks straight or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So shorten seasons with with a couple. Uh, like like two or three uh, bye weeks in between, or something like that. How about this? Just stay home. Don't play, bro. Wait for the doctors. Wait for the scientists to figure this shit out and for it to be safe. Mom said, "Go home." That wasn't his question, though. But that wasn't his question. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. And and I threw it in. I threw in a little private chat on the side because I don't want to forget it. You know, getting lost in different conversation. But like. And again, like this is going to come out semi-blasphemous, and I'm sorry, but it's not how I intended. The average American does not realize that we're now we're Canada's Mexico. The way the average American looks at Mexico to the United States, that's how Canada looks at us. Yeah, we're industrialized. That we're supposed to be an industrialized nation. We're supposed to be a first-world country, and we can't stay home. We can't wear a mask. We can't. Oh, you're talking about, bro. We we're can't figure out. Look, look, come on, we're champions, baby. You're number one in the world, clearly. Number one in the world, baby. America, right? We're gonna be the worst. We're gonna be the best at being the worst. You know I just saying? wonder how many people who wore those like undefeated World War, uh, undefeated in World Wars shirts. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? I wonder how many of those people got COVID. What's the percentage of that? Neblost. Um, yeah, but well, you see it. You 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 just. It feels like every day when you look on the news, there's um, you know, and I know this debatable. Where do you get your news from? But anyway, when you look on, there's plenty of these people who are like, oh, this thing is a hoax and this and that, and then they, oh, they got sick and died, or oh, they got sick and they're on a ventilator, oh, you know, I wonder how he got it. No, he was the one saying no. But it, it just baffles me because you don't see that in other countries right now, man. You don't, at least not to the. To, I'm sure there's obviously going to be some guy who's like, oh no, no, in every country, but not to the level that we have it here, man. Like, nah, man. We, we seriously have a problem, and and yeah. you know, this isn't a political or a social uh, talk show or or thing or a social political issue, city right? live. Political city live, <laughs> you know. And uh, but it, it what it what is happening is that man, like, I'll just it, again, it's it's a morality thing, bro. People are getting sick. You know, yeah, all oh, the the survival rate is great, but I know people who've gone through it who don't wish that on anybody, bro. Yeah. You know, it's simple as that. I, I I know I have police officer friends and family that have gone through it. I got close friends, I've got family members who've gone through it. You know, and it's bro, I hate wearing a mask. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and tell you, oh, it's no, right. it's a bit thing. Right. It's annoying. Is it the worst thing? No, you know, man, just wear your mask. You go buy your business, and that's it, bro. What do you but, miss the most? I don't want to derail the show anymore, but but like I haven't, so I haven't played a round of golf since March first. March first was the last round of golf I played. Oh, I think the last time, yeah, right, boohoo, right. The last time I think I was in a mall of any sort. Was do you guys remember the, the? There was a story that came out like late March that like somebody had coronavirus at Dolphin Mall. And it was like a Sunday in late March or something. I was there looking at like 
Ross and TJ Maxx and Burlington, like going around those stores looking for golf shoes because they were like dumping Nike golf shoes in there. And I was like picking them up for like 20 bucks or whatever, right? Throwing them on eBay, trying to flip them, whatever. But that was the last time I stepped into a mall. I've been to a Target, I think, once because you can't find Clorox wipes unless you actually go in, which is like all other baffling, batshit crazy. Like, here's what I need to clean all my shit so I don't get sick, but I need to go into the place that I could get sick to get the shit that I need to not get sick. It, right? It, it's kind of like Catch 22, but like, what do you guys? missed the most That's, like that sounds like a final fantasy going, game yeah yeah but it's like like i used to walk around tj maxx with my wife like once or twice a week and like i don't do it anymore and it's just kind of like yeah I, I i would take that back more than I, going to a game yeah, yeah. i like to shop again <laughs> i just want to buy a shirt again no i i feel you man i go to i go to the i, I go to target a lot because i don't where mm-hmm. i'm at i don't have like a mall or anything so target's always been the thing to, i'm over by midtown so that's always my spot but yeah I, I i go there but again it's not the same interaction anymore it's it's obviously you in a mask not doing anything just you know sitting there and just trying to go about your your things i wear gloves and stuff you know it's just it's a weird experience i'd like to have that normal back yeah bro one of my one of my side hustles is is djing i dj bars regularly and i haven't been able to do that this entire year pretty much so yeah man i'm taking i'm taking a taking a little bit of a hit there boys got sad quickly look at look at the dead air we're just all like oh man what have we lost Some, somebody play a sad song just Sorry, I was trying to win something on eBay. I don't know. Hello, if I darkness, it. my old friend. I don't know if I want it. I thought you guys froze or some shit. I was like, damn, I lost the internet. Fuck. But you know what? Amidst <laughs> oh, all this, this crazy- auction, I'm trying to win. Oh, did I get it? Oh, did you get it? Oh shit, I won it. Yes. What did What did you win? What'd you win what did though? What'd you buy? Uh, Manny Ramirez signed baseball like stuff, like uh, chewing tobacco is what he got. Nah, bro. Check this. Check this back. Manny Ramirez signed chewing tobacco. What is that? Twins. Twins. Minnesota, Twin Cities, ah. Minnesota. There you go. After my wife, Minnesota. Minnesota, bro. What player? Oh. Nah, it's just a blank one, but it, it's the nice, like, cream one that's, like, vintage looking. Gotta throw your shit out Joe Mauer on that shit. I, I want to, bro. I was looking. Okay. Um, let me ask you. You're an eBay guy. Um, sure. And, and and if you guys that are watching there are eBay uh, aficionados. I just won uh, something on eBay the other day. Oh, yeah? What were you shopping for? I bought some uh, turntable needles. <laughs> my, right. my techniques nobody so, can relate but so there was a guy there's a guy who was selling um uh joe mauer um uh, a twins jersey and it was like this powder blue vintage like old school retro one and i was like oh that's kind of nice bro joe mauer by the way an outstanding human being if there's a there's a really great article that espn wrote about him uh some years back talking about that guy would sit when he was playing he would sit there and answer every single piece of fan mail that he got every day if, it, if he didn't answer it, his mom or his dad would help him, and they would go through it, and he would personally write back to everyone who wrote to him. Like, like not just like, oh, can I have your autograph? He would send you a headshot. No, he would like write, hey, Omar, thanks for writing, and thanks for the kind words, and I hope your little league team succeeds. Like, that guy is like, damn. Um, <laughs> oh, Evan, Luke Collins, number four. I might throw that on there, you know? Maybe, uh, <laughs> what, oh, what was uh, Little Big League's the coach's name? The Oh, oh man, I don't know. The guy from uh, yeah, Home Alone? Man. No, no, he wasn't. He's not from Home Alone, but you know the the wow. kid, bro. What's his name? Rowan anyway. Gardner. No, Rowan Gardner was a uh, rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. I'm forgetting the kid from from that. Eben, Eben, if you if you know it, uh, put it in the chat there. Uh, but anyway, and the guy was selling it right, and he was asking like some absurd price, and the one he was selling was legit dirty. It was like he bought it at a thrift store. It was dirty, and I'm like, okay. And he put it there. Disclaimer: shirt is dirty. I'm like, okay, so you can't like you know 
clean the shit before you sell it. All right, fine. So I'm, I'm instantly I'm looking at that like, yo, I'm not gonna offer this guy whatever he thinks. And uh, and they also have a you know anybody they have the thing where it says you know make offer, right? Right. I use make offer. I'm like, look, I'm gonna throw you a low ball offer You're every single time. I'm that guy. That guy. I'm gonna throw you a low ball offer mm-hmm. because I'm showing you that hey, I'm interested. But that's my, my that's my way of saying I'm interested, but your price is there, and I'm going to let you make the first move. You tell me a cheaper price, you know, and it will work. This we're is how everyone plays fantasy football also. He walks, into a, he walks into a car dealership <laughs> and looks for a Mustang, and he's like, 10 grand. I'll give you 10 grand for the Mustang. <laughs> Billy Haywood, yes. Maybe I'll get a Billy Haywood on the back there of it. Um, but, okay, so so this guy goes in there, and I was like – and I, I usually – I have like a set price, especially if it's used. They kind of like trying to stay in the same ballpark figure, right? So the guy was asking, I think like 50, 50 something dollars for it, right? And I was like, yeah, look, 20 bucks, bro. I'm just going to throw that out there. There's 20. You know, I'm not offering you five bucks either, bro. I'm not offering you peanuts. I'll give you 20. Let's let's meet. He comes back with a $49.99 offer. And I literally wrote to him, like, yeah. dude, your, your, your offer, your offer, you're wasting an offer and dropping it one penny. Like, I'm sure your inbox is not blowing up for used, dirty Joe Mauer jerseys every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> this isn't a hot ticket item, bro. Like, are you kidding me? Did he and, reply? Huh? Did he reply? He replied, he's like, oh, well, your low ball offer was insulting. I'm like, my low ball offer was just letting you know that I'm interested and let's talk, okay? And then, so then I... So Edwin, I, how many people have told you that your low ball offer is insulting? That's not the only guy because I've said that to you. Is it eBay or we're talking eBay, fantasy football, life in general, bro? I don't know, bro. I guess I have a different way of there's, looking at it. There's I a mean, there's a pattern, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess I guess when it comes to to um ah uh, when it comes to to fantasy football, yeah. But I mean, if okay, by in fantasy football, for instance, you already know this because I tell you, look, I'm gonna offer you some crap deal. But just yeah. to let you know, I'm interested in that guy because I'm not going to give up. It's 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 like negotiating. You're not going to give up your best thing right off the bat. You're going to say, hey, look, I'm interested. This is my phone call. I'm offering mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, R- Ronnie Brown for, for Peyton Manning or whatever. You know, wow, I just picked two guys that are not even in the league anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm offering you some peanut guy for that. I know you're not going to accept it, but that's me letting Gus know, hey, bro, I'm interested in your quarterback. Let's talk. And then Gus will say, oh, Edwin's – he looks at that deal. He says, oh, it's a crap deal, but that means Edwin's interested in this guy. Let me look at his team. Let me see what he has, and then we'll work from there. That's my simple philosophy for it. But for but, some reason, but you do that thing where, like, where, where uh, I see that you're interested in one of my guys. I go into your roster and I send you back an actual deal that works, <coughs> and you again, no, I'm, I'm, let me let me try to screw, let me try to fuck Gus, brother. <laughs> no, but that, that, listen, that's my strategy too. So instead of doing the lowball initial, I'll usually send a text and I'll be like, yeah. "Yo, are you interested in moving this guy?" And the guy will be like, "Yeah, what are you thinking?" And I'm just like, "Oh, well, what do you like on my roster?" And he'll give me a list of names. Yeah. And I'm, my my immediate reaction is always, "Nah, how about?" You know, X minus Y. Like, nah, no one, nah I forgot no one it. Gets the message and goes, oh, yeah, let's do that. Right off the bat. No, it's 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 two people who have, the, no matter how bad the situation is for one, one guy could be 0-10 and he still thinks he has a chance in the league. You know what I mean? And that guy's sitting there holding his assets and he's going to be like, you know what? No, I'm going to keep this guy. And it's fine, bro. But nobody wants to give up anything on a deal. Everybody wants to get mm-hmm. the better deal. It's just. And that's why good deals never happen. But that's why eventually you got to, you know, just come to some type of compromise. My whole thing is I'm more likely to pull a trigger because to me, I, I, I don't, I'm not in a, what, what is it, um, in a, fantasy, a dynasty league. I'm not keeping this guy on my bench because, you know, next year I might start him. No, bro. 
it's 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 all uh it's all you know it's all quick oh yeah hey, that's all i got a hundred dollar vintage and biscuit shirt for 20 sometimes you never know chocolate yeah. starfish in the hot dog flavored water <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yes. <laughs> sometimes, bro. Hey, sometimes you gotta. It's true, man. Ooh. I mean, but I don't think I was wrong in that guy, bro. Get like you know. I don't. Either. I don't think there is a vintage Limp Biscuit shirt that exists that's worth that's worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't care if Fred Durst wore it. Maybe in a concert. I don't. I don't care. It's not worth a hundred dollars. Ninety nine, ninety nine, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, right? So, like, my I think my whole fifth grade class, and I, I grew up in Westchester, right? So I was like, well, whatever, man. Like, you know, nice suburban middle class neighborhood. I think we picked as our graduation song "Rolling" off that album by Limp <laughs> nice. and nice. the school immediately said, "No, you're getting that vitamin C shit." They hear you go, like, what is nine year old listening Yeah, dude, it was fuck up, old. <laughs> <laughs> that was in college when that song came out. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I could be wrong. Maybe it's eighth grade. I don't want to age you. <laughs> was, that their, was that their first hit, Roland? Yeah. No, no man. Was it Nookie? Uh, well, there was some songs before that, but Nookie was like their first big one. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, no, R- Roland 2001. Yeah, fifth grade. You were yeah. in college, you old fart. I was, one fifth grade. God damn. Yeah, he was in college. because I graduated in 2000, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on the the ex- I might have been mistaken here. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the time of the year. Um, oh, no, dude, for real. I uh, I mean, looking back at it, yeah, I guess I would I would pay for a for a Fred Durst uh, limp, uh vintage shirt that if he if he wore it, yeah, probably be down with that. Oh wait, Evan says Faith. That was a that was the first big single. I think yeah, that's right. Oh wait, not Nookie. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, look, Han, who was talking about that $20 vintage shirt that he got, yeah. he just sent me a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, hold on. Uh-uh. <clears throat> and he's wearing it, too. No, it's on a hanger. I was it's on a hanger. Like a balls. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Han, uh, hey, Han, let me know, is my eBay etiquette proper? Is it okay to lowball an offer to let them know that you're interested in this item that's been sitting there and has been watched by one person in the last 24 you know, days? Um, because I, I feel like I was insulted. <clears throat> I was insulted. I was like, oh. no, of course, man. Like, if, if somebody does that to me, I'm not even going to message that guy back. I'm like, oh, idiot. What? I'm not even gonna so talk to this guy. You guys, you guys, my side or the, or the guy who dropped it a penny? No, you. If like, if you, if I was selling something for 50 bucks and you messaged me 20, I'm not even gonna respond to you. But it's, bro, like, okay, we're, we're. This is a secondhand market. This isn't retail. Well, just decline isn't... it though. That's yeah. that's a reply. Just decline it. Don't send a counter offer for a penny less. Like there's a yeah, guy. Yeah, that's, that's stupid too. Yeah. That's yeah. you guys. You guys know of the Dolphins garage sales, right? That every couple of years they do a garage sale at the stadium. I I always go. I always try to be like one of the first five or six people in line. It never happens because there's always some guy with an eBay store. And I'm like, bro, no joke. So my first year that I went. I was like sixth in line, bro. The guy in front of me started crying. The security guard, no, it's not, I gotta get in there, bro. What does he do? He starts pulling like like hefty garbage bags out of his shirt and just taking tables and just throwing them in there, dude. There's like loading them into the bag. There's still stuff on eBay from that garage sale, and that was like four or five years ago at this point. Wow. And even from the one about two years ago when they all the tennis stuff was built, I saw one there and I was looking at it. I'm like, bro, there was a jacket, a blue zip up jacket. I'm like, you know, I really want it. I have a gray one, whatever. And it's like Laramie Tunsil game owned. And I think jackets at that thing were going for like 25 bucks. And the guy's like, oh, I got a listener here for 45, bro. It's Laramie Tunsil game worn. I'm like, you've been sitting on that in a warehouse now for two years, though, bro. <laughs> I'll give you 20 bucks. 
And he's like, $28. And I'm just like, nah, bro, I'll give you 20 bucks. Like, I know what you did, and now you're paying the punishment for yep. having emptied all these garbage bags. Screw you. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, bro, some of these people on, like, eBay <clears throat> and Craig's is like, yo, you are you don't own a fucking brick and mortar store, dude. You're not Macy's, bro. You don't have, like, a retail <laughs> price, bro. You're selling me used shit that you got at, like, the Goodwill or somebody gave you, you know? Maybe you owned it and you wore it. You know, you found it. Like, it's everything is negotiable here. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all negotiable. Just go ahead and, like, come up with an offer. Oh, wait, we got some, some stuff here. See? If someone lowballed me, I just respond with my lowest price saying this is what I'm willing to do. Exactly. Uh, he's he's so nice. He is. Chris Han. He's so he's nice. A saint. He's a saint. But yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the he sent a message back. You motherfucker. <laughs> right. Give me your low offer right now. You know, because I'm sorry, bro. You, you If you put make offer on your post, that means you're willing to entertain less than what you're asking. You're asking is your that's dream. True. That, that's true. I'll I'll. I'll... You know I'll, agree what I'm I'll agree with that. So if if you if you got all this wishful thinking, like, hey, I'm gonna get all this money for this, but you put make offer, then you obviously know that you're not. You're just trying to hope somebody clicks on buying now by accident. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Evan says the proper response is 45. Yeah, okay, hit back with 45, and then I'll say, okay, look, how about 30? You know, and then the guy's like, no, 45. I'm like, yeah, what about 35? You know, let's talk, and I'll send him a message. But that's how you negotiate, bro. You're not selling <laughs> fucking diamonds and silver here, bro. This is fucking old dirty laundry and shit. You know what I mean? This is the reality. Some people don't want to sell their items. Yeah, exactly. Like I have it up there, but I hope I don't sell it. You know, like get the fuck out of here. Um. So yeah, that was my eBay rant. But I, I got my shirt, man. I'll probably see if I wear it next week. There you go. I've been on this thing, man. I don't fucking. I got a good price. I'm not gonna tell you. Um, <laughs> but that one was actually a bid. And uh, sniped it at the last second. That, that's that's also fair, right? The sniping at the last second. Of oh, yeah. Totally in play. Totally in play. Oh, yeah. That's what I do with the turntable needles, man. Really? Is there people like really like they're waiting for that turntable t- needle to drop in price? Yeah. I had no idea there was a big market for that. Okay. So, so turntable needles, those things are expensive, man. Well, I have no idea. I just got some, some vinyls, man. Look at them bad boys right back there. I got to gotta sort through those. Yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> hey, I got you. I got you. So, um, Anyway, um, I think I think I think this is a good point to, to did we leave anything out? Miami FC, real quick. Yeah. Omar, when do they um, when is the tomorrow? Return to play tomorrow. A couple other teams in their group. Again, that's an eight USL divided up into eight different groups. Groups They're playing in Atlanta, right? They're playing in Atlanta, so they actually are flying to Atlanta. We spoke, uh, Magic City Soccer spoke to Nelson Vargas, uh, Coach Nelson Vargas on Friday. We released it on Monday. Um, and yeah, he was a super nice guy. It's a great interview. I really recommend you guys listen to it. We also caught up with Sebastian Velasquez, um, talked a little bit about the return to play. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of these, uh, there's no exhibition games like baseball where like you can, you know, go and test what you look like against another team. They're getting thrown right back on into the fire for the first time. And he was telling us that I think just the day before we had that conversation was his first time where he was able to have an 11 on 11 you know inside the squad match so that goes to show you know Miami he's carrying 22 guys at least at a minimum uh on their roster and I'm sure they're carrying probably closer to 25 26 um but they return tomorrow you know with all USL games they're on ESPN plus we're no longer their broadcast partner it would have been nice can you imagine would have been nice broadcasting USL games would have been crazy um but you know you never know but hopefully we get that chance again to at least get on the mics and 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 call those games um, but yeah, they return against Atlanta United two tomorrow, uh, 7:30 p.m. on ESPN Plus. You know, Miami lost their first match of f- so many months ago, felt like a year or two ago to St. Louis, 
And Miami's that interesting team because they're the only team really living that promotion relegation battle within the United States because it doesn't exist. You know, you go out and you win NASL in 2017, all but like, you know, the playoffs, whatever. Um, and then you get dropped two divisions because the, yeah. the league goes boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're living in, 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 in division four, the equivalent of division four for a few years. And then, you know, at the end of last year, uh, jumping up to Nisa, and then you, now you're in Division Three, and then you win that, and now you're in Division Two. You're in the championship, yeah. so it, it's very, it, it's very interesting. But this team has been successful, really, uh, yeah. at every level. You know, yeah. whether they've been able to. Me, Let me tell you, you know what? If you're if you're an Inter Miami fan and you didn't go to Miami FC games because you were just nah, they're not my team. That's not legit. But but mm. whatever. How crunchy do you feel? Just to take back an old 2000 term, how, how crunchy. crunchy do you feel that, you know, your team has played five games and you, you, you can't get a point? You can't get a point. Miami FC's inaugural season had already more points in the first five games than Inter-Miami. Uh, it's just one of those situations where you sat there and you, and you bitched and complained and you said, no, I'm going to wait. And I'm just blah, 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 this and that. And, Hey, no, look, the biggest news coming out of your campus that you want Radamel Falcao to sign. Your team has bigger problems than Radamel Falcao coming to your coming to your club. You need at least three players to make your team competitive. We talked about all of that on the yeah. episode of uh, Magic City Soccer. I know you're getting in a question. I'm just rambling here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Yo, uh, big facts. Only one of those teams has beaten multiple MLS teams. Yeah, <laughs> Miami FC has lost. Inter Miami's lost to Orlando at the opener of the MLS's back tournament is the first time Orlando beat a team from a professional team from South Florida. Because yeah. Miami United, in, in all fairness to what they've accomplished, they're semi-pro. They're, they're not pro. Not yeah. everybody in that team is getting paid. That's the first time Orlando's won a game against a professional team in yeah. South Florida or against the South Florida professional team. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's bad. They, they they couldn't beat the Strikers. They couldn't beat Miami FC. In yeah. Miami, you, you gave up that first L. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Good job. I mean, I'm not going to, okay, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those like bougie fans like, oh, I've been liking soccer and locally a bit longer and all these inner Miami fans are just fake because they didn't like Miami FC. No, mm -hmm. I, I get it. Miami FC was a hard sell. I'm not going to sit here and pretend, but you missed out because when Miami FC was really good, it was really good. It was fun to watch. And it was, it was great. Best, best sports moments in my fandom life. Yeah, man. It was, it was a great, great time. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately missed out, but you know, don't knock on them. You know what I mean? They're still, they're still kicking. They're still, mm -hmm. they're a well-run organization. They try to do what's best, you know, at all times. They never and, gave up on and things. Their, their short um, NASL life was a perfect example of why promotion relegation just makes shit more fucking exciting. You know yeah. what I mean? And look, look, look at the, if the, the fucking momentum that they built up leading into that, that uh, run against uh, in, even that U.S. Open Cup run. Yep. When they played uh, Cincinnati, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? That man, I've never seen you uh, stadium like that, dude. It was a great I mean, time. But, but that's yeah. another crazy part that you look at the whole coronavirus thing, and, and the irony is just so ripe for Inter Miami is that you sit there and your fan base has chosen to ignore professional soccer, chosen, willingness yeah. choice, because it's not like they didn't know, right? It's a willing choice. And then you, you choose to not play these games or not, not attend these games. And then what do you do? You don't even get a home game in your stadium. You don't even get to go see your stadium. Mm -hmm. Not not once. 
That one, so the, the irony is that opener. So I know I that mean, irony is right. That, I'm telling you, the irony, and, and let me tell you, and this is not like a Magic City Soccer hates under Miami thing. Like bullshit. No, we want them. We want every team to win. We. This is all personal. This is me speaking from my heart per se. But you know, we have half of our half of our crew has Inter Miami season tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other half is 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 you know we're credentialed. We're going to cover the team. But mm-hmm. I think where where you're allowed to be critical of a bad product. You know, at the end of the, the the their most recent loss against New York City FC, I was talking to a fan, and 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 the biggest quote that they that I really took away, and it's really my my like my my wow, like I don't believe it. They set out, and all the conversation was Paul McDonough's going to build an Atlanta United. They're going to yeah. build an Open Cup team. They're going to build an MLS Championship team, and they built a Paul McDonough Orlando, a team that you know now looks good, but first four or five years can't sniff the playoffs in MLS. Yeah. You yeah, know, if it, it wasn't for this MLS Cup tournament, would Orlando be you know, anything? This is the yeah. first time they're having any type of success. Um, yeah. But again, there's going to be growing pains with any team. But man, this is this is yeah. hard for this is hard for for the whole. And I know Beckham has really tried to you know make shit work, do things the right way. He's been met with um, with 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 roadblocks every step of the way. People trying to direct his vision somewhere else. Um, unlike, he wouldn't have any of these issues had he gone anywhere else. You know what I mean? It's just the yeah. strictly Miami thing. We got to build a statue to that guy when it's when it's all said and done, bro. Exactly. You know. So this is tough, man. He's been waiting all these years for this, and we still don't have that home opener. We, mm-hmm. if if MLS decides to do this, you know, season, they're gonna have that MLS home opener with nobody in the stands. Right. You know, like you have this big, beautiful stadium built there, just waiting. Um, it's a hard time and it's a hard, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a hard time for, um, for inter Miami. But I just think, and here's the other thing that I worry about. Like, again, I, I wish everybody went to Miami FC games, you know, I wish, yeah. I wish we could pack the house. We couldn't, but my inter Miami does have the Beckham appeal and the fact that it's the pro league here, the top, top flight. So I'm, I'm actually kind of bummed out because I feel like, bro, they're going to lose that momentum. Everybody was jacked up about that game. And then two days before they cancel it. And you had that moment, and now you got guys. Um, I'm sorry, I, I know who it's doing it, but I think it's kind of like a. I I, I think it's like a. It's just a publicity stunt, you know. You got guys printing out Falcao on the back of an Inter Miami jersey, but, and then just putting it on a rack to make that's it look the like thing. The jerseys that, that, there. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's and the I thing. think when you look at the team and you see what it needs, it needs more than that. Yeah. yeah. Like, to but be honest, saying, Juan yeah. Agudelo is serviceable up front. You know, Rodolfo Pizarro is fine behind him, but the defense. Shaky. Oh, well, again, defense, bad holding midfielders, bad trap and Uloa can't play well together. You know, I'm it's not one of those things where I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna bash with no facts. Absolutely not. I'm being objective about what I'm seeing. Yeah. People want to wear the pink colored glasses and say, Hey, you know, this this glass is half full. I I'm sorry, I don't see it. And I'd be lying to you, I'd be, you know, sitting here without credibility if I tell you this team is one piece away or two pieces away. I think they're three pieces away. I could be wrong, it could be one. I How could dare be, you, Omar? They're one piece I, of work. I, I, no, what's the piece? The problem is, what's the piece? It's about you know? how, okay? We're going <laughs> now. I'm excited. I'm watch you play. They're the best. No, I, I, I get what you're saying, man. I'm not trying to cut you off, but it's, I just think I, I'm, I'm looking at it not even that deep as far as like the X's and O's of what's, you know, not working on the, on the pitch for them. I'm just looking at this in general, man. This whole pandemic couldn't, like, it, it really, this is like it's another terrible. fucking, terrible. this is another. Yeah. 
eh, to, to Beckham's whole time here in Miami. Like, hey, we're about your season is about to start. We had all this crowd go out to L.A. for the first game and it was fun. And then it's all it's gone, you know, yeah. and now you're going to have to wait. And yeah. even the, if they cancel the season this year and they do a home opener next year, it's no guarantee that there's going to be fans in the stadium by March. You know, like, yeah. Damn, bro. And it, that sucks, man. That really sucks. I got my little inner Miami magnet on my car. You know, I was excited. I, I want to watch this. I want to get in, in tune with it. I mean, I got a Miami Fusion jersey behind me here. You know, I'm obviously a – I'm a real fan. I got a jersey from before. It was cool to have jersey. You got the 1.0 kit. Yeah, yeah but and, and that's the thing, you know, especially at Magic City Soccer, the, the more that the teams do well, the better we can write. You know what I mean? The stories write themselves when exactly. the team is winning. And then you guys know this too, pumping out content all the time, is that when a team is doing well, the stories are easier to write. And yeah. when the team is not doing well, then you have to like, you know, it's it's not that you're trying to like sugarcoat things, but you do have to walk a tightrope of, you know, trying to be unfairly, not being unfairly critical, but also not giving the benefit of the doubt in a place where it's not deserved. And then yeah. we've seen that in, we've seen that with Miami FC games. Right. We've seen that now with inner Miami games. And, and and really think about it. Like if we're in a situation here where the only I mean, we have a USL League One team, which is, you know, Fort Lauderdale CF, uh, inner Miami's B team. But, you know, if we can get MLS playoffs, if we can get USL playoffs, if we can get USL League One playoffs, if we can get MPSL playoffs, if we can get all of these things together, not only are we building, you know, a a culture down here, but we're building really an empire and, 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 a, and a hotbed showing that South Florida is replete with soccer players. South Florida is replete with, you know, a, a development system that works and people want to come here and people want to be here. If we can be the epicenter of any sport, it's that one. And that's the one that we should be. There's no reason why the epicenter of this sport should be in Seattle, at least in this country. Uh, an epicenter is really using is, is a bad word to be using nowadays given the virus. But you, know, <laughs> oh, you, you, you want to be you want to be the hotbed. You want to be the hotbed. Because, That's another yeah. bad word. <laughs> Fair enough. You want to be ground zero, okay? Come on. <laughs> Horrible. No, I, I I agree. I agree. I agree. And the only the only silver lining I see in this is that you know what? At the end of the day. Every team was affected by it, so it's not going to be an excuse yeah. like, "Oh, why did Beckham fail?" or "Why is soccer not working here?" No, everybody's failing because everybody's going through this. You know, everybody's had to deal with this, you know, pandemic in, in their own way. So right. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I think I think it is time. I think we've gone a little longer than than uh, I want. I think some of I us. I do have... that to you. I'm sorry. No, bro. Hey, Omar. Thank you so much for for joining us. Hey, tell people where Magic City Soccer. What is it? MagicCitySoccer.com, or what do you guys have? It's MagicCity.Soccer because they want three thousand dollars still for the Magic City Soccer MagicCitySoccer.com domain name. Okay. No, we're not. We're not paying three K. Sorry, we don't. We don't got those pockets. All um, right, I'll make you a deal. One K. <laughs> no, no. I, I, maybe we can get people. Me a little bit, and I'll give it. To I'll, I'll call the guy with the Lamborghini and ask him for a grand <laughs> if he's willing to do that. Oh, but. But you can find us again, our website, magiccity.soccer. Our podcasts are pretty much available anywhere you go. Apple, Google, Spotify, Instagram, uh, at Magic City Soc, S-O-C. Don't add that K because that's going to be something weird. And, of course, Twitter, at Magic City Soccer. You have the handle there on the video if you're watching. So that's the best place to to find us. You know, we're going to be hosting a, a watch party uh, tomorrow for the uh, Miami FC game. It kind of okay. watch along with the guys. You know, you guys are invited to join. We'll get you guys some screen time for sure. Um, right. you know, and, and, and come over and watch. We're going to have it on Twitch. 
Um, and, you know, you can mute the ESPN Plus broadcast and you can have a full on conversation with the guys and kind of, you know, share your thoughts back and forth. It, it should be a good time. So you're streaming it on Twitch, you said? I believe we're streaming it on Twitch. I need to ask Lee. I should have asked them and put a little note on the side of my computer before I mentioned Twitch. But yeah, I yeah. believe it's on Twitch. We'll have that information. We'll have a pregame article out, you know, sometime in the morning uh, tomorrow after my work meeting. Send me the, send me the, send me the link. Send me the link so I can watch it. Or better yet, put it in our Daily Lemonade Sports Group, man. Put the link there. Just share it in there and let everybody see it if you guys want to watch. Um, what time is the game tomorrow? 7.30 p.m. Eastern, so 6.30 in the Central, 5.30 in the Mountain. And if you're in the Pacific time zone, okay, go have dinner, man. I don't know. It's 7.30 your time, right? Yeah. yeah Magic City. Yeah, that one. That one. We got the wings. We bring the wings. We only do hot dough and barbecue. No, no, mild, medium bullshit. Get out of here. Oh, look, Evan says, offer him 20 bucks. You know, do the Edwin approach. Maybe you can get it. You know, be like, all right, 3000 you're asking too much. I'll give you 20 So... But um, all right, cool, man. Hey, definitely for those of you watching, man, follow Omar, follow Magic City Soccer, man. They're our buds. We've we've watched them um, mm-hmm. grow just as awesome. like us, you know, from you know all of us in the up at the FIU press box watching those early <laughs> Miami FC games, not realizing yeah. what we were doing or how we were doing it. You know, now we're uh, we've come a long way, man, and you know we're proud of your guys' growth and and being able to work together and and. Uh, and just be friends, man. Most more than anything, bro. Being able to yeah, say, "Hey, bro, you want to come on the show, man?" And you know, just yeah, you know, absolutely. Likewise, you know, I and 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 I miss you guys. I miss being able to see you. I know I've taken extended absence, especially with my education and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, God, when this is over, we need to go get a beer or something. Like as long oh, as as sure. long as I'm not gonna end up in the hospital because I'm overweight. Like you know, <laughs> let's go get a Guinness and and let's pow down. You know, fuck it. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, Omar was the uh, play-by-play for the streams for the the voice of Miami yeah. the uh, last couple seasons there for when they were doing the streams. I got to be the stadium announcer that one game. That shit was awesome. Bro. Oh yeah, I did that too. <laughs> I did that too. That was a lot of fun, man. That was great, man. Those were good times, dude. Yeah. Amas y caballeros, bienvenido al partido de Miami FC. You know? Yeah. And the two to three thousand people that watch those streams have zero idea who we are because there's no chance they're watching this. But <laughs> let me tell you that those are one of those things that like we'll be turning 50, 55, and we'll be like, bro, you remember that one time where we were at, like an FIU soccer stadium and it was like Miami versus Cleveland in like an NPSL semifinal? And be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I think I got the clip somewhere. Hang on a second, let me let me pull it up this Sunday. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just one of those like those close knit community things where you just like, you sit there and you're like, yeah, bro. And I remember walking into the press box one time and and Gus is sitting there with headphones and he's in front of the PA mic and I'm looking at Gus. I'm like, the fuck? What? <laughs> what? what? Huh? And looking around, looking at Achilles, being like, what? You really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. This works. This works. I just I'm surprised. I'm yeah, okay. I like I like seeing that uh, <clears throat> some of these things have worked out for some of these players. Like I remember when and and again I know we're 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 dragging the show on a little longer, but the last thing um story I time. Remember, story time. I remember um, when we were playing at was it St. Thomas? Okay. Yeah, we had to go all the way to the the, the locker rooms. It was like oh, a mile yes. away. It was across campus. It was across <laughs> campus. I remember. I remember going there and and being um, like walking all the way over there and then hanging out waiting for like the team. And I look next to me and you know Daniel Vega, the goalie, he's there and he's talking to me. And now I see him on ESPN, you know, being the goalkeeper for the, the Quakes. And I'm like, yo, yeah. I used to talk to that guy about because he was telling me about his drum sets and how he was learning. I was yeah. like, yo, yeah. my first drummer, I'm gonna put you in contact with him. Like you know, those are the cool things that you mm-hmm. know, the different side of sports that you get to see. And you know, I remember, uh, oh, what's this kid's name? The 
Dylan, Dylan Mars. Dylan Mars yeah. After games and talking to him, where's he at? Did do you know? Rio Grande Valley. He's with Richie Ryan now down in a really hard hit area of Texas with the pandemic. And they're mm. still playing games. Bless their hearts. You know, I really hope that they're, you know, staying healthy and doing the best they can out there. But yeah, he's I think if I'm not mistaken, Rio Grande Valley, he's reunited with uh with uh Richie Ryan in Texas. And it's funny how many guys ended up in Texas. Mike LaHood just retired. Yeah, um, from, from pro soccer, and he was in San Antonio for a couple of years after leaving Cincy, and yeah, well, now, it, it, now he's uh, now he's part of their their media. Team I don't want to talk right? about. It. I want to talk about. It. I want to talk about. It. I'm mad. I'm mad. I didn't know that was an option. If I knew that was an option, I would have gotten on there first. I don't even know how. I didn't think about it. Like, oh, he's signing his retirement. Instead of just sending like, bro, I wish you the best. Good job. I should have been like, hey, since you got nothing to do now, <laughs> come, yeah. on, you come talk about Miami FC with us. I had a. I, <laughs> Uh, who's the other one that I um oh um the Cubans out in in Tulsa man good luck to them bro yeah Dario and Ariel, yep yeah I still I'll send Ari uh some Ariel's I'll send him messages and you know like wishing him luck you know what I mean just the nicest yeah. guys ever down to earth never you know, that allure and 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 that's the weird part too right it's like the, here they are like athletes right professional athletes you know, championship pedigree. And even if it's not the pinnacle of sports because they can't get there because of the structure of it per se, just, just the kindest guys. Just, you know, Michael Hood, the kindest guy. Yeah. Ryan, one of the best guys. Oh, Jorge Corrales, man. That guy's my boy, dude. He always likes everything <laughs> that we ever post online, bro. For that real. guy is so They're good. All great. They're all great. They're all great. I mean, yeah. I covered him more at, at, at the Strikers in with Miami FC, but you know, I see him out there in Montreal and I'm watching him and I'm like, dude, that's I know that guy, bro. He's awesome, man. I mm-hmm. you know what? I'm gonna fucking message him. I'm gonna get him on the show, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how good his English is though, but you know, it's usually in Spanish that we communicate. But <laughs> you know, when I do my Lemon City and people we'll, we'll have it happen. But anyway, again, we're going too long. We're going too long. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh remember, follow Omar, go to lemoncitylive.com. Uh mm-hmm. check out everything we um uh, Gabe has been doing a lot of Marlon's writing, talking about the whole COVID thing. He's got something else coming out today. He's on a roll. Uh, he's on a roll. Just burning or typing it up um on top of that the daily lemonade sports uh group that we got on facebook man join it that we'll we'll post the stream for tomorrow's game on there go on there um just support every little like share comment every single little interaction that we do uh, that you do with us is is a huge huge uh benefit and a huge huge uh um what's the word i'm looking for um great thing i guess that we we really appreciate so please keep them coming um and other than that, thank you guys so much for watching. I love you. Uh, Omar, stick around. Uh, Gus, stick around. Don't go. But the rest of you guys, bye. Great show. See you on Friday. Bring your drinks. Bye. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. Live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.